Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Believe in Duke podcast. Season two. I am Steve Weisman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, uh, with my co-host, the landlord Sheldon Williams, back for season two in the page. Sheldon, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Season two. Hey, we back, y'all. We back. <laughs> we back, and we're ready to talk. Uh, there's a lot of change. Duke basketball. Right. Um, season two is unlike season one. Uh, unlike any other season for the last 42 years, right, Sheldon? <laughs> you're right you're right last 42 years has been pretty much consistent in one aspect of the Duke basketball team but this year we have a full news you know <laughs> swing of things uh leading uh, starting off with leading the Duke Blue Devils uh this year um six months in kind of getting his his feet wet pretty much exactly John Shire is uh is fully in charge now coach K is is into his his retirement from coaching, he's not retired. Like he's uh he's still around campus. I just saw him a couple of days ago. Uh I was over there for a football press conference and he was he was on his, his midday walk around campus. He had a had a hat on, had it down low, but he he did wave and say hello. So um uh anyway, yeah, he's still I, I, he's still Duke. <laughs> I, I wanna be that person off to the side and like imagine like Coach K trying to walk through campus. You know, inconspicuous, like with the hat low and everything. I mean, yeah. everybody knows, you know, what he looks like around campus, especially around Durham. And he has a a certain walk to him when he walks in the room and everything. So I'm not sure if he can really hide, especially on Duke campus. But yeah. I would love to see, like, you know, Coach K trying to be incognito. You know, <laughs> <laughs> on his on his daily constitutional walk. That's what he was trying. Yeah, to do. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he looked. I'll tell you what, he was moving good. He's looking that's good. good. That's uh, yeah, good. That's, good. that's good. <laughs> he's, he's treating him well for sure. But anyway, so that's again, that's last season and everything. So John Shire is now in charge of uh, Duke basketball as the head coach. Um, he brought in in the offseason, um, you know, uh, Jay Lucas uh, came in from Kentucky, uh, uh, somebody who uh, not part of the brotherhood, right? Didn't play at Duke. Uh, you know, his obviously his dad is from Durham. Uh, John Lucas uh, had a great career at Maryland, number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Uh, Jay's grandfather, uh, uh, John Lucas uh, uh, Jr., John Lucas III is his dad, but uh, ha- uh, has that was a great educator, uh, principal at Hillside High. Lucas Middle School is named after him in Durham. Um, he's still he's 102 years old, still living in a, um, in a, in a, a retirement home uh, near Duke's campus. Anyway, so uh, that's one thing we can talk about. Uh, you know, Jay, Jay came in, uh, still have Carowell and. Uh, uh, on staff, Emil Jefferson moved up yeah. when Nolan Smith moved on right. to uh, to Louisville. So uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I, uh, just what are your thoughts on uh, on on John so far, uh, and 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 you know what he's done with the staff, I guess first of all. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if I met him personally um, through the basketball world. I mean, the world of basketball is pretty small anyway. Yeah. But I know his older brother. Um, who wind up, uh, you know, going from Baylor to Oklahoma State and playing in Oklahoma State uh, to finish off his career and everything. Yeah. And also, you know, crossing paths and playing against each other in the NBA. 
Um, so I know a little bit about, you know, his brother and his dad as well, because he does this all-season stuff in uh, Houston to kind of like, you know, get guys ready for training camp and things like that, kind of maintenance on your body. So I know his family members, but I'm not sure if I know him. We may have crossed paths, but I would not have known it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very interesting because he's making, John, he's making his way um, that's a lot different than what Duke has been doing for so long. You know, we've been kind of keeping things in-house with uh, our Duke guys and everything. And now we've got some fresh blood. You know, we all know that he's a great recruiter. Um, even Coach Kyle said that um, in the press conference. And, you know, when you got guys that run and do good things, you know, people want you, you know, and they're kind of testing it to him as well as, you know, what uh, uh, Lucas is doing. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how he kind of incorporates himself with the Duke basketball life uh, after coming from, you know, UK life, you know, he mm-hmm. still kind of have the same blues a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> a different lettering across the chest. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm very interested to see how John is going to be doing this year. That was the first big step that I can think of that he's like, you know what, this is my niche of how I'm going to start running my program. And it's kind of great to see, you know, things being kind of shaken up a little bit because, you know, we've been used to a certain style for long, so long and nothing wrong with that. That's what Coach K was about. Yeah. But now that John is taking over, it's now, hey, this is something different. We still want to do the same things of our Duke tradition, but we're going to have little tweaks here and there to kind of like, you know what, these are my touches on the program. Right, because he's his own man. There's no question Correct. about that. Correct. And um, uh, he, he, he has every right to do that. And I, I, I think he's done it in a way that and, – and Coach K is obviously allowing him to have that freedom. That's why he said, hey, you were picked for this job for a reason. You make the calls. You decide who, right. who you're right. going to hire for right. your staff, how you're going to do your schedule. Um, one thing we were going to mention was, you know, the, not this season, but starting next season, there's a home-and-home home series with Arizona – in non-conference play, which is something we haven't seen Duke do for quite some time, right? Where they've played that kind of game first at home and then on the road that adds value to the season tickets uh, at, at, at Duke, obviously they're always sold out, but you know, you want to give your home fans a really exciting non-conference game as opposed to, you know, the usual USC upset, no offense to them, but you know what I'm saying? Another power five team coming in and then that, then in two, two years from now, they're going to challenge, they're going to go on the road to play in Tucson against uh, at McHale Center, which is a great venue I've never been to. Looking forward to going there. But uh, that's something that uh, that John Shire is doing too. So um, he's certainly putting his his own um, his own touches on the program. And uh, one thing we, we talked about too, Sheldon, was uh, you coached John Shire one time in the McDonald's All-American game. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, kind of go back to what you were saying before. Um, yes, yes. It, it's a little bit different because of um, it's going to be home home now. Coach K, what he did was if a player would stay four years, he will at least have a chance to play against their hometown team or, you know, even maybe even go to that, you know, that venue, whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, I was a little bit upset that I didn't just go to Oklahoma per se because – I wanted to go out there and play against my, my team that I grew up, you know, watching. Yeah. But I, I, a little bit about me was like, you know, a lot of people were mad that I left home. So it's kind of my way of kind of sticking it back um, to the people <laughs> that got mad at me for leaving home, you know, that type of thing. But we wanted to play against OU in, uh, in New York. 
right before Christmas break and everything. So it was kind of cool to at least be on the court, especially with two of my guys I played with, you know, growing up and everything. So that was kind of cool. So now that John is taking over, he's doing home and home, uh, with, I'm sorry, home and away uh, with a lot of these uh, teams and everything. Just the start is going to be Arizona, which yeah. is pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing more, you know, things down the line where he's playing against other big time tradition schools and, you know, kind of bring a little bit more competitive fun to, you know, uh, college basketball and hopefully maybe create a new rivalry. But yeah. uh, going on to your second point, yeah. So Facebook, I, I love how they do these memories. You know, this was happening 10 years ago or whatever it is. And it just happened to come across my my, my page. And I see the Giants well. And I was like, do you know anybody in this picture? Like, <laughs> and it's a picture of, you know, me when I was, Playing at Duke, my I think in my junior year or my senior year, and John was actually one of the guys on a team that I was coaching at night camp. So it was kind of cool. I'm not sure if Coach K had a little thing to, to set that up or not, but <laughs> but it was kind of cool to to see you know you know our journey between me and John. We go back you know all the way down to 2005, and then all of a sudden uh, for the recruiting visit, he'll even tell you the story about the recruiting visit. Um, because we thought we almost lost them. Oh. We got yeah, we got me and um this John recruiting visit, and me and JJ got into a little bit of heated battle and <laughs> little scuffle or whatever during pickup. And this is right from the, the new recruit who yeah, yeah. Shire and everything. And we all go back in the shower, like, oh man, we lost the recruit, we lost the crew. <laughs> but come to find out, John I was like, Oh yeah, I love it, I love it. Yeah, we <laughs> at each other, two of the best players going at each other. Oh, I love it, I love it. So I'm like, oh. This guy might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it in his blood, man. That's exactly what he wanted to have. Right, you know, right. He wants the top players pushing each other. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, a hell of a story, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, we always figured that the people we played against each other every day in practice was our better competition. And that's how we looked at it. So if we are good enough to, yes, we can be brothers off the court, but once you're on the court, we try and make each other better. And we're yep. not going to sit here and not let somebody do you know, one thing or another thing. That's how, you know, that's how scuffles are, you know, between, you know, players on the team. Back in the day, you wash your hands once you walk up the, the court and everything. Things die down. You come back to being, you know, a team brother, in the, you know, all, all over again. Yeah. But the yeah. fact that we had this going on and right from the new recruit, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's going to look bad. We're going to be getting a call later on tonight. Like, hey. Six o'clock in the morning, be on the track, you know, looking for punishment running and everything like that. But but John said he loved it and everything. Obviously, uh, it, it, I guess it, I don't know if we helped that or not in the decision to get the Duke or not. But that's what happened. <laughs> and look and look what it's led to now. Right? Yeah, to right. A national right. championship. The national championship. Yeah. The repl- the, uh, the successor, not the replacement. The successor, the successor of Coach K. Yep. Coach K. All because. Yep. You and JJ got a little scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, listen, I, I, I need to say that uh, uh, the Believe in Duke podcast for the second year in a row is sponsored by Bet Online. We appreciate their support of um, of the Believe in Duke podcast. Uh, just, just a reminder that with football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season, you'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. 
always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, the playoffs are getting ready to start, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag, that's betonline.ag, to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Duke's games are going to start a um, few weeks away yet. The only uh, exhibition game is against uh, it's Fayetteville State, and that's November the 2nd. The opener is November 7th against Jacksonville at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And the first the first big game they have is uh, the Champions Classic against Kansas. Uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, the reigning champion, all that kind of stuff is going to be in Indianapolis. So it's about time for, for Duke to get going here. Um, one thing I want to talk about uh, with you is uh, uh, we talk about Coach Shire doing his own things. Uh, you know, the way they're running practice, they started practice uh, a couple, it's been a couple weeks now. Uh, they're into it. Um, and yeah, last Saturday, uh, it was open to the public because uh, people that donated to do, do children's hospital, it's a big fundraiser for the health hospital. Uh, you can pay $1,500 to sit on the court or a hundred bucks to sit in the upper deck. And uh, it raises a lot of money for a great charity, but uh, it opened practice. So, and they, they handed out kind of a practice plan for how coach Shire was going to run practice that day. And uh, Sheldon, I shared it with you. Obviously, you, know, you looked at it too. And um, it's not it's not a carbon copy of Coach K's practice plan. Um, you know, they uh, some of the skills they do, and uh, uh, there's points of emphasis on here. I won't go through the whole thing, but just you know, um, you know, th- they have a list at the top of the sheet for all the players to to focus on, like you know, talk and command over. There was going to be crowd noise that day. Uh, energy and effort, focus, time and score. Keep that in mind. Spacing and transition. Finish everything. You're playing good. Let's get to great, good to great kind of thing. So um, just from, from what you saw in this, what did you think about, you know, kind of the way he runs practice compared to Coach K or other practices you've been part of in your career? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first thing I noticed, it was it was tight, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was tight, you know. I, I remember watching uh, Coach K kind of write things down uh, as he adds on to what we're going to do for the practice plans. And we kind of go over and take our little uh, water breaks and try to take a peek. <laughs> trying to see what, what's the next drill and everything so we can get, you know, prepared, make sure yeah. we're not going to be running and, you know, things like that. So that's something that we used to see. Uh, so we, we saw the, the sheet a lot, you know, uh, <laughs> practice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just seeing that, uh, adding on the, the points that he says that he was talking about, especially at the top of the page, and, you know, that was something more so that he will talk about before practice. And it wasn't really necessarily written down. You know, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be – Handwritten, it'll be, I'm going to say like an offense on one side or defense on the other side, whatever. Um, but it will literally have like, you know, from one to 110, we're going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. From 110 to 125, we're going to be doing, you know, doing this, whatever, then water break or, you know, that type thing. Uh, but like with John's stuff uh, that he had showed me and everything, it's a little bit different where obviously from when I played to what it is now, the drills will be different because the basketball evolves and drills become different things and everything. Sure, yeah. um, The the drills are different. And like I said, the way it's presenting, the layout of the the actual um, form of the practice sheets are different. Um, Even like, you know, adding a 
the different um, logos and things like that on national uh, yeah. uh, practice sheet. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different. So you, you can tell where he's putting his, his, his niches at. But like I said, this is me going off of my practice plan back when I played. So yeah. I don't know what the practice plans were, you know, after me up until this time. So I couldn't speak on that. I'm only going off of what I saw when we used to peek over during water breaks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that within the last couple of years, they were still handwritten by Coach K. He's still, now they make okay. copies of it, obviously, but handwritten. So right. I do remember seeing his handwriting on it. So now it's all typed out and nice and neat on a little uh, Google sheet or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, so does but yeah. John, does John not have good handwriting? Is that I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you make that assumption, maybe. But uh, we know Coach K used to, and he still does. He sends handwritten cards to people all the time, and handwritten notes. That's something from his generation. The lost Nowadays, art. It's that's the lost it. art now. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't see that like you know on birthdays, you know, special handwritten uh, you know uh, birthday cards and things like that. You don't you don't get that anymore. Like yeah, you know, like you said, from his generation, it's just a lost art now. So <laughs> <laughs> now it's all about uh, Google drives and text messages and, and yeah, uh, or and emojis. Like yeah, <laughs> gifts on a little emoji gift, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, but uh, you know, I think it's uh, uh, the, you know the practice was obviously run really, really well, and uh, uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed uh, getting to see the team, getting to see what you know what what the group's like this year, and uh, uh, the first group he's put together. Uh, there's only one guy people recognize. That's Jeremy Roach. He's the only guy back. <laughs> uh, there's a couple walk-ons: uh, Stanley Borden and uh, Spencer Hubbard. Uh, you know, but as, as, uh, among the regular scholarship guys, Jeremy number three is the only one. Everybody else is new, and um, I do know that uh, you know Duke's only going to have one captain this year. That's going to be Jeremy. Um, it's uh, being announced today, uh, as I guess as we're taping here. But uh, so um, I, I did want to ask you about that. About you know Jeremy being the lone captain. Sometimes there's co-captains, tri-captains. Um, what do you think about that, that kind of falling onto, onto one person that's kind of can be a heavy load from somebody. Maybe I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I was very impressed with Jeremy late in the year last year, he really came on and the way he was playing, I, I thought he might be the one that kind of put his name in the draft as well. Um, yeah. just the way how, just how well he was playing. I'm glad that he did come back. I think um, he could uh, improve his stock um, this year, especially if he plays this year the way he ended last year. Uh, you know, no, nobody was staying in front of him. Like it was, it was night and day from like you know. I know he had some nagging injuries early on and things like that, but then later on, like everything clicked and mm -hmm. you saw that, and it was kind of nice to see how he was playing on both ends too. It wasn't just one end. So I'm not sure how vocal he is. If he is vocal, especially for what well, he has to be vocal, if he's going to be a, the, the sole um, captain. Yeah. So he has to be vocal. So maybe that's John's way of kind of getting more out of him. I'm not sure because I don't know him that well, but mm -hmm. that could be a reason. I mean, that's something that Coach Case would do as well. Like he'll put something on you, knowing that it might make you a little bit uncomfortable and watch you evolve with that new said role. So this is something that could be like that with Jeremy. I don't, like I said, I don't know him personally. I just know that for him to be the sole captain, he has to be that vocal leader where, hey, I got to tell you, like, we better go into 
you know, Chapel Hill, this is how it's going to be, what you see on TV, and this is what you're going to really see and be a part of, you know, giving you that perspective, you know, that type thing, as well as, like, I know you're the captain. It might be a time where you're not shooting the ball well. Still take that criticism from the other players, too, and make sure that it's an even balance. So it's not like just like a dictatorship type thing as well, too. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Jeremy. Like I said, I just don't know him that well to know that what his character is, if he's uh, if he accepts the vocal world or if he's more like, you know, I'm a lead by example type of guy. Yeah. And, and, and talking about the makeup of this team, and that's one thing we'll catch up on here from from the offseason is uh you know they brought in a couple of transfers uh jacob grandison from illinois uh it looks like he'll be he'll be a major part of the team he's a really good perimeter shooter and he's a guy who's 24 years old he's been at he started at holy cross he played a post-grad year at um, exeter up in uh, new hampshire played a couple of years at holy cross then he transferred to illinois and he had to set out a year that's back when that was the thing. He had to sit out here. That's how long he's, he's been there. Played a couple of years at Illinois, helped win a Big Ten championship. Um, and then uh, he's got this extra year because of COVID. So he decided to come to Illinois, I mean, to, to Duke um, and, and play. They also brought in Ryan Young, uh, who played, uh, he was at Northwestern three years. He played two. He had one redshirt year, uh, played for Chris Collins and uh, started kind of off and on had one big game against Michigan state when he had 18 points, 12 rebounds. So he's got that kind of ability, but so uh, those two and, and Jeremy Roach uh, and then there's really no, I want to say middle class as far as age, you have those older guys and you have all the rest freshmen. <laughs> there's really no like sophomore or junior, you know, J- Jalen Blake's, you know, is in there yeah, um, yeah. as a sophomore, but, but really it's, it's kind of a, an interesting group, right? You've got these three or four older guys and then all these new guys. So when you talk about having to talk to them about this is what it's like when you got the Jersey on, you're going into play in Chapel Hill or going to play in Charlottesville or whatever. I mean, that's, that's going to be a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, uh, I think definitely. I mean, uh, especially with the, the big uh, gap difference. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no real in between guys that kind of tether both sides together, I guess. You know, trying to make everybody meet in the middle, you know, that type of thing. But it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, we're obviously in a different time um, where basketball now versus, especially with basketball when I was in school, it wasn't almost like a quick thing, you know, outside of, you know, Luol Dane, you know, nobody left early like that yeah. when I was in school. Yeah. Um, but now that, you know, some of these guys, they're only here for a short amount of time, it's kind of hard to, really get adapted to the full culture. And then we start seeing them get adapted to that full culture, season's over. You know, like, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's crazy, but um, it's kind of hard having that going on, especially when you don't have no middleman really trying to tie in, like, it's, like I said, you know, before, the freshmen and trying to make them understand what the seniors are saying and what the seniors are saying, uh, what the freshmen are saying, you know, that type of thing. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this year is going to go. I mean, Coach K, he was great at getting good character guys, and I'm sure that's the same way with John, where he's going to get good character guys, where he's going to be able to implement them into a already established tradition. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, like last year, you know, Mark Williams was back for his sophomore year, which gave him a little bit of a bridge. You know, Joey Baker was still there. 
uh, who'd been there for two or three years. So you had some guys with a little bit more experience than this year, as far as being in the Duke program. Right. And uh, so now, um, you know, like I said, Jeremy's the only guy, the transfers are older, but they're due to Duke. So they're trying to get that going. Um, it's going to be cool, but you know, obviously the freshman class will, will play such a major role as, as has happened. You know, that's the way it's been at Duke for quite some time now. Uh, Derek Lively is the number one overall pick. I'm sorry, the number one overall re- uh, incoming recruit. Oh, hey. <laughs> I almost, uh, you got ahead of myself there. I got ahead of myself there. Okay, but I know that. You might be. We'll see. Hey, uh, uh, October 6th, uh, at 132, Steve Eisen said number one pick. <laughs> I'm way ahead of the game on that. Way ahead, yeah, yeah. Um, it worked out for Paulo, so we'll see. But hey, yeah. it, it definitely did. But that, that kid uh, the other night, I'm not sure if you watched that game, that kid the other night um, from France. Yes, yes. Seven foot four, Kevin Durant type guy. I said, "Oh my lord!" Like hey, we saw nothing like it when Kevin Durant was doing it. Now a seven foot four guy doing this too. I yeah, said, yeah, he's he's, mean, he's good. He's everybody's going to be tanking. Uh, to- <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be a race for the last place this year in the uh, to get NBA. him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So maybe Derek will be the second pick. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. But yeah. uh, you know, he, uh, Derek Whitehead, uh, are the two guys that are kind of projected as as lottery picks. Whitehead, uh, he, How's he doing? broke his foot, you know, back in August. Um, he uh, is the last report was he's the X-ray showed he was making progress. He was as as they thought. Um, he did some work on the court the first day of practice, not with the team. But, uh, you know, he was out, out of the boot and doing stretching and stuff with Jose over there on the side. Um, now, the practice last weekend, that uh, this open practice they had, he was not participating at all. He was back in the boot that day. So mm-hmm. um, I know they're, they're taking their time with him because he's got such a bright future. There's no need to, to rush him. Rush. Everything, you know, points toward him being ready for in November. Um. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the first game. Maybe it's the Kansas game. I would, I, you know, and we'll, again, we'll see more. When they have countdown to craziness on October 21st. That's the next, like, public event. Uh, so that's what, you know, 10 days away or so here. Uh, also, also my birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, come back. There'll be a big party at Cameron big with the, the 9,400 of your closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in Cameron for that big celebration <laughs> that night. I'm sure Debbie, Debbie K is uh, putting on a big show again, as she always does for, yeah, for yeah. countdown. But uh, anyway, so yeah, those are the two, the two biggest uh, uh, recruits. And then obviously Kyle Filipowski is a 611 uh, uh, freshman. Uh, he he was also a top ten recruit, um, as a, you know all these five stars coming in. The other guy to talk about is uh, Therese Proctor, the kid from coming from Australia. He's looked really good in the early practices. He's somebody who reclassified over the summer when Trevor Keels decided to stay in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proctor had been in position to do this. They went ahead and pulled the trigger on it. Um, you know he's he was in the uh, the NBA Global Academy program uh, down in Australia. Uh, so he's you know been trained very well. Uh six five. Uh, he played um on the Australian national team in the FIBA the Asia Cup this summer, average double figure score in there. He's he's I, I watched him, you know, he's got a pretty good step back three. Uh he just seems very smooth on the court. I'm told uh the other players find him very easy to play with as a as a six five point guard. So 
there you go. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good group right there. Um, I think Duke has going and, you know, it's going to have to mesh together, but, uh, but anyway, somebody coming in from overseas and reclassifying, he's got to adjust to the game, but he seems like he's in, he's in pretty good position to do that. Yeah. I mean, that has to be a little bit tough. Um, you know, especially coming from what 18 hour flight, wherever it is yeah. from, from Australia and however many, uh, time zones you got to cross over to, to get back on this side and you know, that type of thing. But, um, yeah, cause I know Australia, they play a little bit different. It's like Europe plays a little bit different than, you know, the States and everything. So it's going to take a little bit of adjustment in that aspect, kind of learning the new ways. I know when I play overseas, there were certain moves that I've been doing all my life that I couldn't do over there. And I'm like, how do y'all call this a travel? But then I I was doing it all my life and now it's not a travel or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, it's just like little things like that where um, we may not necessarily know um, looking at the game or watching on TV, but it's different little little rules in the game with everybody's different regions of basketball and everything. But at the end of the day, um, once you get used to what you are surrounding in, things become a lot easier for you. And uh, I'm hoping that the guys are, uh, I know the guys are, because, you know, a lot of them are just the great, you know, character guys. Um, just kind of make it easier to make sure that transition is a lot easier for, you know, a guy who's actually a year younger, Right. You know, then he's supposed to be in a, in a you know class. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's one thing we'll watch going forward here. So yeah, this is that we're really both excited about this new new season, season two of the Believe in Duke podcast. Um, we plan to have an episode up every Friday for you, so uh, we'll uh, we'll 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 stick to that and uh, 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 get us through the season here. Um, so uh, uh, that should take it for this episode, Sheldon. Appreciate uh, appreciate uh, the experience here. Is great stories with you about about coaching Shire and the and that you and JJ getting into it. But it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. It worked out. And now, I mean, I'm excited. You know, we start our you know season all over again. So season two, I wish I had that little thing like burr, 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 you know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we have we're back at it for season two and looking forward for a lot more basketball to come. Absolutely. Uh, just a reminder, the, uh, the Believe in Duke podcast is brought to you by Bet Online uh, at BetOnlineAG. Uh, that's it for this edition. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.